Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Raziel, who died for 45 minutes and had a near-death experience, which today we're going to learn about. Raziel, thank you for joining me, and welcome. So, um, I spent my 16th birthday uh, receiving three units of blood. I was told that I should be dead or in a coma because I was so heavily anemic. Now, two weeks leading up to my 17th birthday, I needed uh, surgery, um, and I only had a 15% chance of surviving it because I was so heavily anemic. But if I didn't have the surgery, I was most definitely going to die. So I was damned if I did, damned if I did. So they did this surgery on me. I ended up dying for a total of 45 minutes. I was declared clinically, legally, and officially dead for a total of 45 minutes. What I saw was I looked over seeing my body and seeing the doctors frantically trying to revive me. And this was towards the end of the surgery. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do, um, and they were successful, but I was not wanting to basically uh, uh, basically I, I wasn't just wanting to uh, 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 be uh, what's the word? Basically, I just wasn't wanting to do what they wanted to do. I was dead. As I turned around, everything went pitch black, except for this bright white cone-shaped object. And at the same time, I felt the very fabric of time, like it was a fine woven silk where you had the past, the present, and the future entered wine so neatly that you felt it in every bound past present and future and it was and, and, and euphoria doesn't even describe the feeling i was feeling it, it went beyond that as that uh concept object opened up at me it's like time had stopped at that precise moment for a split second I ended up reliving my entire life over, from birth to death. And then when I came to, I scared the living piss out of the orderly who was on his way to rolling me to the morgue as I sat up. And the first words out of his mouth is, hey, you should be dead. <laughs> Um, but, uh, just, just, you know, every once in a while I'll get glimpses into the future. For the longest time I kept getting glimpses of the future of what was 
going to be my impending death, which was at that time up until over five years ago, um, was that I was meant for some type of important purpose where I would be given my life to save others. Then came my uh, fiance, Michelle, um, who is 2,000 miles away from me. We share the same birthday. We have such a connection. It's unbelievable. Now there's a fork in the road where now it, that fate of me dying alone is just one of three different possibilities now. She was an unforeseen scenario that came uh, into my life. But experiencing that, um, and again, I ended up experiencing another uh, out-of-body experience. This time, uh, and it was another emergency surgery that I needed. Um, I tried leaving my body deliberately because I just wanted to leave this world. I, I was tired of it. My mo dead mother came at me, shoving me back into my body, sternly saying, no. And this was before I met uh, my fiance, Michelle. So um, that was my second time. I, you know, I only died for three minutes in that time. But that was, I'm going to be, it's going to be 27 years on the 2nd of July that I, I uh, uh, had that experience. And uh, the fact that, you know, the doctors kept telling me that I was lucky that I'd make it past 18, let alone C21. At that time, my entire attitude was prove them wrong. I never feared death. I'm, I always thought of it as like, uh, those who went to war in World War II, you know, except the fact that you're already dead. You're going to do what you're going to need to do to fight and survive. Do whatever you can. There is no sense in fearing death because it is, it is. As uh, the Latin phrase is, memento mori, remember you will die. Uh, so, and I, I've gotten a lot of uh, phrases that I've taken from Latin where, you know, for instance, uh, like, for instance, uh, I, I've done a lot of conquering. They victus is another Latin phrase, which means woe to the conquered or woe to the vanquished. My, 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 uh, advice to all those is look at it this way. You know, you got which what's counting. Yeah, if if you're facing it or, or if you have faced it, just remember this one thing: you got loved ones in this life, and you got one uh, loved ones in the next life. Don't be afraid, because one way or another, you will see them all again. You go into the light and peace, and there is nothing you really need to be really afraid of and that's my advice now i i know that that sounds a little um too forward but that's that's the advice that i've always given now i've always thought that i never uh that i uh 
that others had it worse than me. Uh, when I was reading receiving blood transfusions uh, in hematology, uh, the kids there, the majority of them were receiving, uh, you know, they were all cancer kids, you know. So what I would do to them, uh, I would entertain them and I would tell them that I'm a vampire. I just happen to feed intravenously, that I feed on the bad and they have to be my type, of course. So bring a little light and, and you know, just give them a little hope, you know, if no matter the prognosis, whatnot, no matter how bleak. Uh, the, the best advice is prove them wrong. They say they're going to, that you're going to die then. No, you get to dictate when. Doesn't matter how bad it is. And when you put up that battle flag up and you fight as hard as you ha have, you have nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be afraid of. You got it. Doesn't matter whether they were right or wrong. It was matter what's in you, what's inside your heart. Got family that supports you, the better. And that's my attitude on that. Raziel, thank you for sharing your experience with us. During your first NDE, did you leave your body and you were watching them work on it from the ceiling or from the side? I was watching it from the ceiling. And then after watching them for a while, you went to a black space? I turned around, everything went pitch black. And I seen this bright, white, cone-shaped object that came at me. But at the same time, as this was happening, I, I, the feeling I felt, like I said, euphoria can't even describe the feeling I was feeling. But you could, feel, you could definitely feel the very fabric of time woven like a fine silk where you had the past, the present, and the future. Would you say that the euphoria was also a feeling of love? I believe it went beyond that. It was just more than just love. It was just just being your very existence. Um, now, today, uh, we are with science today. Um, they say that we are connected to the stars through quantum entanglement i could say the very same when it comes to being entangled with people like for instance soulmates now the woman that i have i would put quantum entanglement in that category because we feel each other we know when one another is hurrying we see each other we feel each other we know each other's thoughts to the letter we've never met in person we have videoed uh, and we video quite often but we also have had very vivid and intimate dreams to the point where we also felt smelled tasted, and touched each other to the point that we are connected she shares the same birthday as me just 14 years apart and so i feel that she and I are connected to a binary system out in space. Uh, and it goes beyond that. So it, it, that really tells you that folks really need to analyze and really assess in that. And, and 
that's what religion has been trying to explain to many. It doesn't matter what religion it is. And, and I, I agree, uh, you know, they all tell the same tales, the same entanglements and whatnot. I just happen to take a different path than the others, but I don't shun them. I don't look down upon them. They got theirs, I got mine. And I'm happy because in the end, we will all come home. Coming home means uh, the, the one word that everyone knows is heaven. Do you think that because of your NDE, you have this ability to connect with your fiance? Actually, I was, um, I, it, my NDE uh, only enhanced my gift. Um, when my uh, father had died uh, in 2002, uh, his mother had told me many times of how when I was four, four and five, uh, I would talk about her second husband like I knew the guy. And he died a year before I was even born, as if I knew the guy. I don't remember any of that. But I've also read of people, you know, where they come back, they remember being someone else, uh, you know, like that little boy uh, being a pilot and uh, a World War II pilot, you know, and he ended up dying, you know, in the seat. And I, I feel that we are, are, so we pass on. And it's not just genetics. There is an unlocked code. They say that. Uh, there's 98% of the genetic code that is unlocked. And of course, the access of our brain. We aren't able to fully access it in such a way where we have others who have accessed it in such a way. For instance, you know, like Nikola Tesla, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, two of the most prominent figures in world history. Who, who had uh, ethereal experiences who didn't die, but they had ethereal experiences. And they were able to harness it. They couldn't explain it at the time because of the technology. They knew what it was. They just couldn't do it with what was known back then. They drew out, uh, you know, all kinds of blueprints for it. But to this day, and, and even with the papers missing from Nikola Tesla, we are still now just trying to discover who we are, even trying to uh, turn hydrogen into uh, electricity, for that matter, which is how I would explain wireless electricity. Or just what the Tesla coil was supposed to happen in the first, first place. But unfortunately, that never happened. But that combines with us, the human soul, the mind, everything. And for some that have these experiences, They are in tune. They don't know how. Now, some know how to do out-of-body experiences at will. 
or they just can do it on a drop of a hat. I haven't learned that yet. But then there are others who know certain things that are coming into the future. For instance, I'll give an example real quick. Um, in 2000, summer of 2001, I thought I was going nuts because I kept feeling that something bad was going to happen. I said, seeing the American flag being flown all over the country and every neighborhood due to a national tragedy. And I thought I was going nuts until 9-11 happened. And then um, in 2000, I had predicted that my mom would die young. Her mom would die shortly thereafter. I would see my uncle one or two more times and then never again. Only I had a different idea of how that worked out. Well, nine years later, my mom died four days before her 47th birthday. Her mom died 18 months later. I saw my uncle Brad two more times. And the time that I had my uh, one of my other uh, out-of-body experiences uh, due to an emergency surgery, um, an uncle of mine had uh, took and taken his own life. So I was never to see him again. And his funeral was the day I had gotten out of protocol care unit. Um, but when I had that experience, I tried leaving my body. And as I did, my dead mother came at me, shoved me back, saying no in a stern voice. I mean, there's obviously something more that I'm supposed to do. Now, I always thought, you know, maybe it was because I was going to die alone, but it was going to save others in the process. Now that I have this fiancé, now there's two other scenarios how that's going to work out. And that maybe I won't die when that happens, and that maybe she and I are meant to do something else after whatever that admission is, whatever it is. And it is coming soon. I just, you know, I, I get questions from people, you know, have you seen your own death? Do you know when? No, I don't. I get flashes and imagery. That's it. I, uh, it was never really uh, exposed to me in, in so many ways. Uh, you know, and when I met my fiance, that changed a lot of things, but at the same time, I still get those flashes in the imagery of three of all three different scenarios. And of course, my mother um, this started back in 2010. Uh, I would see her for seven days. I would get killed in the process at each end of the nightmare, which told me that someone that I know and or care and or love was about to die and it would happen and it's never failed ever since. That was another thing that, that came out of that. Do you feel that during your near-death experience you had a life review or a life relive? A life uh, review. Not to basically I'm not to take things for granted that we should be grateful 
there are uh, now I do carry an awful lot of survivor's guilt on the simple fact that as many times as I have cheated death, I've always questioned why me, what made me so special, while others who were more deserving that I felt were more deserving. Why them, not me? What, what makes me so special? And then after a while, I felt like I was a curse. Like I meet someone, I care about them, and then people around me. It's like I feel like I bring death to them, yet I end up living in the process. Uh, so I do feel at times it's a bit of a curse. And I shouldn't be blaming myself for a lot of things. I've witnessed a lot. Of um, I've witnessed a suicide. A friend of mine shot himself back in 1998. And that was three weeks after we had lost another friend to a drag race. Uh, and he felt guilty because uh, had he, he felt that had he been in the car that day, that maybe he could have stopped that friend from drag race that day. And he just couldn't get over it. And for me, I couldn't get over the fact that I didn't break in sooner and stop him from shooting himself. I understand that there was absolutely nothing I could have done for that. But it still doesn't help with the guilt. What makes me so special? You know, <laughs> that's the other thing I struggle with as well. What inspires you about your NDE? Not so much that my NDE inspired me. It was the fact my attitude at that time was I was going to prove that doctors wrong. They kept telling me that I was going to be dead, uh, that I would, uh, that more than likely I was going to make it past my 18th birthday, let alone see 21. I'm going to be 44 in July. That was my whole attitude at that time. Uh, what I can take away from uh, what, what inspired me. Uh, let me see if I can figure what my indie inspired me was, is that we are all one. We are, we are all connected. We just have to, we are building a way to finally connect one another one day where everything is equal and fair because life is never fair and I think that's one of the things that every one of us deal with is the fact that it's not fair life is not fair. Things are unfair. But we, we live with so many injustices. And we always think that there's always uh, one path to that. And, and in pursuing that path, I think we've gotten to the point now where it's either my way or no way. 
either you do it my way or um, you're, you're evil, you're bad, you're, you're wrong because you, you believe in a certain way or because you believe in this and that and the other. That was one of the things that did inspire me was the fact that whatever we believe in, whatever religion you believe in, whatever your faith, your beliefs, that is your own path. Utilize it to the full extent until your time comes. That is what inspired me the most. I, I, I can say that, if that makes any sense. What are your religious or spiritual beliefs at this time? I'm still a spiritual deist. Um, I don't believe in any specific religion, but I don't shun any religion. I feel that whatever those who have beliefs in a religion and whatnot, I pray and hope that they find that it that they will let that guide them into the next life because in the end i believe we will all come home in the same time because every religion tells the same tale there's a lot of structures um there was a guy today a taxi driver today who was from the sudan and even though he uh, was raised as Catholic in the Sudan, he was part of a tribe in Sudan. But he ended up coming here, and and for various good reasons why, because like many countries in and on that continent, it, it's broken. And he was one of the lucky ones where he wasn't submitted to being part of a child army. Uh, he was able to get out of the United States and he got his family here. One of the few luckiest. And he is grateful for that. And he hopes that, that folks uh, in this country will appreciate and stop being so trivial with, with things that Realistically, are hurting us. Um, telling us that uh, that we can be something we're not. Well, okay. Can I be an astronaut? Sure, I can. Doesn't mean I'm gonna be one. Can I be a doctor? I would have passed the written test years ago, but having the uh, physical part of it down is where I wouldn't have been a successful doctor because I didn't have the physical part of being a doctor. Am I the world's greatest writer? Sure, I could be. I am a creative writer. But again, that doesn't mean that I am like a Stephen King or, or someone else that's written books. Now, I am working on a, book, uh, a fiction book, um, funny enough. Um, 
Uh, it's a different take on vampires using fallen angels, but I'm going to include all religions in it. And each weaknesses are very unique and different. But I'm also going to use actual things, you know, how men got cancer, lupus, other diseases because of fallen angels. And that's how I'm going to play, put that in, how they affected our history. But that's just fiction. Did anybody at the hospital ever comment to you about you were dead for 45 minutes and you're not supposed to be back or you're, you know, your brain shouldn't be working properly, but it's a miracle that it does? They said that the only likelihood of the reason why I was able to survive without uh, brain death, brain damage was due to my severe anemia because leading up to that, I was needing blood transfusions just to keep me uh, above a certain level of functioning um, for almost an entire year from age 16 all the way through up until two weeks before my 17th birthday. And I was only given a 15% chance of surviving this surgery. Now, what made this surgery even more unique was uh, it's called a TIPS. Um, they place a shunt in my liver where it connects the hepatic vein, bypassing the liver, connecting to the main vein, carrying blood away from the liver called the portal vein. Now, typically that's usually for people who have liver disease of any kind. Well, they did a liver biopsy on me, which was painful as hell. And they found that I didn't have any kind of liver disease of any kind. So it baffled them as to why I had portal hypertension. So they call it idiopathic, which means unknown. But regardless, I needed that shunt to release the pressure because had I not had that shunt, the blood carrying uh, the portal vein, which is the vein carrying blood away from the liver, would have gotten to the point where it would have ruptured and I would have bled to death internally, which would have been extremely and excruciatingly painful way to die. Um, but I only had a 15% chance of surviving that process because of how anemic I was. So it was like, Dan, if I do, Gavin, if I did. Uh, I, I, I didn't give it a, a, a second thought. I said, go ahead and do it. I wasn't afraid. Now, you know, I know people do fear dying, and it's it's reasonable why they do. I never did. And I know a lot of people have a hard time believing. Well, how can you not fear death? Simple. You know, memento mori. Again, remember, you will die. The sooner you get that out of your system, the better, because... At this point in time, you're going to be liberated. You will live freer than you've ever lived. Because, and that doesn't give you a uh, court blanche to basically live your life recklessly. But at the same time, it tells you that you need to live your life to the fullest. Do it smartly as well. And, 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 when your time comes, it will come. 
It's just how it works. Did you get any new abilities or gifts after your NDE that you didn't have prior? No, it only enhanced uh, the abilities that I had with, uh, already been born with. Um, it's just me being able to tap into it. Um, I lived with a lady who was like a second mom to me uh, from December 29th, 2010, all the way up until February 1st of 2018. She was like a second mom to me. And she was in her 60s. Um, she was very special. Uh, she had endured a very traumatic, uh, severe traumatic brain injury and had to learn how to walk, talk, write, read all over again. And her family basically abandoned her. Her kids abandoned her. Her husband divorced her. Uh, she was left with nothing until I met her the year my mom died. It was four months after I met her during a tornado warning of all things. <laughs> you know, and, and she was just a neighbor then. And ultimately, she ended up being, I ended up being roommates with her because she was my last saving grace. Um, I got myself in, in trouble and whatnot. My family wasn't willing to help me out even though they knew that I was getting money guaranteed, they weren't willing to help me out. A friend of mine from high school had talked to that special lady named Gary, who uh, ended up being like a second mom who took me in. She, she had no qualms about taking me in. She knew exactly and even tried to even help me. Uh, uh, build on uh, the gifts that I was born with. So the NDEs um, enhanced things, basically. Did you see any beings on the other side besides your mother? There was one time I felt I was in the midst of space like in another universe and went to another world. I didn't have a space suit, so I was breathing like I am, like I have air only in the vacuum of space and not really understanding how. And then I came upon a planet and I met this guy. I can't describe him. And he wasn't exactly human. He was humanoid, but he, uh, but there was something different about him, and he had special gifts. I saw him. I can't remember what he said to me. Obviously, it was important, and the only thing I got out of it was that, that I would understand when the time came that I would hear what he had said to me. That was. Actually, actually, that was the only time I've ever encountered another being. Now, this was a separate out-of-body experience? Yes. Do you feel that since your NDE, it's easier for you to have an out-of-body experience? This happened under uh, a severe uh, withdrawal 
from a anti-seizure medication called Depakote, which I had never been on before, and I hated it. And I know for a fact that I did die because when I came back, I looked a little blue waking up. So I know uh, that, that that wasn't just, uh, you know, just withdrawals, that, that something more happened. I didn't want to believe it at the time because, in a way, it did freak me out. It's like, what the hell was that all about? What advice do you have for people who are grieving over the loss of loved ones? You will see them again. They are in any pain. They are waiting for you. You needn't to worry about them. They are in a better place. And that they are just waiting for you. And when you see them, it will bring a feeling that even exceeds the feeling of an out-of-body experience. Like, again, like I said, euphoria can't even describe it. it. It's beyond that. So to have a feeling of that and be able to see all, and you will see others who were your ancestors. You will see them as well. You will be able to speak to them. It isn't in a language like we speak today, you know, like English. It's a language where it's universal, where we don't speak with our mouths. We just tune into each other's minds and just, it, it's there. We hear it, we feel it, we see it, but we don't speak it. It seems. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's like you saw glimpses of 9-11 before it happened. Have you had any other glimpses of world events that haven't happened yet? I have had glimpses of something that it's not a pandemic it isn't nuclear it's just pure anarchy and panic and folks need a leader and direction of what to do how to save their families um and now that I have my soulmate, she is in the picture. There are two outcomes. One is that either I and or her or just I die in the process of basically directing people into a safe haven. Uh, where they will rebuild again. 
because uh, everything else is emotion. There's nothing that anyone can do to prevent what's to come, and it's beyond our control. The other is same scenario only she and I in the living and and basically I guess we end up being leaders uh like uh, a calling I don't like being in those positions of power because I feel that others are better at it than me I I'm don't I, I I just I I'm basically a simple soldier that does what needs to be done knows what needs to be done does the task carried out and that's that I don't want to be a leader of people I don't seek power I don't want it. but uh, then again. Those that don't want it, usually that power is thrust upon them. And there are many great examples in history of that happening. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you open to that? Yes, I am. What's the best way to reach you? My uh, Facebook page is uh, Iversiris uh, Victus. Uh, e is an echo, V is in Victor, E is an echo, R, S, O, R, I, S. I even got it uh, on my own. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Latin for the destroyer. And then Victus, v, v is in Victor, I, C is in Charlie, T, I, S. Uh, Flatliner. CCCXVI at gmail.com. That's uh, Roman numerals for 316. So it's Charlie, 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 X ray, uh, Victor, I at gmail.com. Um, and uh, those are two of the best ways to uh, uh, contact me. Would you like me to put a link? to your Facebook page and your email in the video description? Sure thing. Okay. Before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Ve Victus. Raziel, thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest. Thank you, sir. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.